Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Femme. Hola, locamores. Welcome back to Locatora Radio. Welcome back to Brown Girl Hour. This is Diosa. And this is Mala. Locatora Radio is a podcast archiving the brilliance and legacies of women and femmes of color. And this is Capitulo 23. Welcome. I cannot, every time we record, yes. I'm honestly just beside myself yes. with the, with how many we've done at this point. Listen, for the last year, my I wrote personally as a goal that Locatora would have 10 episodes. And, and look at us. And here we are, double, at 23. Look at us now. I am very thrilled to be here today. So am I. And you know what? Like, I was just thinking that, you know, I've started other projects in the past. Like, mm-hmm. I think all of us have lots of ideas. Yes. 
we want to do different projects we might get something started but for me to actually like commit to something mm-hmm. like this that is like independent we're not really getting paid for it right. it's not mandatory it's not school it's mm-hmm. not work but we have like stuck yeah. it out and we're doing it I'm very yeah. impressed with us yeah you know I really think it when you have a partner to hold the both of you accountable oh yeah and be like bitch you said you were gonna do this exactly so do it let's get it right? done let's get it done and then also of course our locamorcitos oh my god their support honestly like the amount of love that we get from our listeners is Mm -hmm. a huge motivating factor i completely agree the dms the comments the replies to our stories yes everything everything i mean you guys ride for us you ride for us so much in fact we have so many updates so let's get started (laughs) so we want to congratulate our dear friend jessica salgado for her book release as y'all remember for capitulo 22 we did an interview with her so since then she had her book release party for corazon yes and oh my god the book release like Jessica blew that shit out of the water yes like I don't know the last time a book of poetry had a book release that was so fucking lit and turned up right. and it was a it was a poetry party Jessica I like dub her officially the high priestess of poetry yeah like she really summoned all these badass bitches to come out to her event she had all these amazing poets like legendary poets it was performing. a full house people got turned away a full house full house people got turned away like you said and it was so fun and we laughed we cried Mm -hmm. we were just moved it was fun like cardi b was playing it was everything that you could hope for i was really happy for her me too and her beautiful corazon piñata oh my god i mean a listener a follower had made for her right so it was just such a beautiful night of love and good energy and feelings and fierceness at the yeah, same time we felt lots of feelings yes we were feeling the feels mala was there looking like a beautiful limon thank you <laughs> thank you so much i loved my fashion nova outfit when i saw it i was like oh my god this is it jackie from that 70s show is a millennial chicana yes, from la you have been serving <laughs> some 70s chicana looks i fucking love it i'm so into yes. it because i feel like the clothes in the 70s especially when we think about like the the tight pants Mm -hmm. right ending i think it's the combination of the pants being both flared at the bottom but also being form fitting Mm -hmm. and high-waisted yeah it's the best for like a curvy bitch like myself that is the sort of like detailing that really helps to balance out your shape Mm -hmm. and is very complimentary yeah so i'm really into it i love it mala rocks the fuck out of a two-piece set so she Thank was looking you. like a beautiful limon. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, folks got turned away. But fortunately, Honestly. fortunately, and you know, Jessica had no control over that, by the way. Yeah. It was like just, what is it when you can't have more than X amount of people? What the is capacity. That the you, capacity. Don't, you don't want the fire marshal to no. come. And shut your shit down. <laughs> shut your shit down. So, I mean, in addition, she's also having a second book release because she's extra, we are extra, and we're hosting it. So we're super excited. Oh, yes. What are the details, Mala? So on uh, November 11th, we will be here 
at Espacio 1839 on 1st Street in Boyle Heights, Mariachi Plaza. Shout out Espacio. As you all know, we, re- we record at Radio Espacio. Yes. You know, love to Nico and Myra for having the space here available for the community to create, you know, and that's, yes. that's what we're able to do here. And that's why Locatora is even possible. So we're basically going to do like a moderated, like talk back Q&A um, uh, with Jessica about mm-hmm. Corazón. So it's kind of going to be like a live version of our interview with her. Yes. Of our, our capítulo Corazón a Corazón. So come on out. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's a Saturday. I believe it's at 7. There's a Facebook invite. There's an IG flyer floating around that Jessica created. Yeah, and we'll share that. We, will we share haven't that. shared it yet, but we will. Yes. Um, and then, other big news. Other big news. We, um, like we were talking about, our listeners, our locamores really ride for us. And in one way that they were riding for us, like even yes. we didn't ask for it, it just happened. You know, Remezcla had been putting out this list of like Latinx podcasts you need to like listen to. And they like... We're, we're sharing it for a long time and we weren't on it and so our listeners kept commenting yes. our listeners kept commenting like hey you need to put <laughs> Locatora Radio on here like what are you doing and Café Con Chisme there were several yes. that yeah. they were like advocating for us and one of those listeners was somebody named Vincent right who was I believe baby right well there were several who yes. were like really like writing for us so finally Remezcla came out with a whole new list of like Latinx like femme podcast yeah it's like 12 femme driven Latinx podcasts to help you cope with 2017 yes and that's what we've been trying to do yes so we came so out in that list and we our image was like the cover image we were so excited yeah so shout out to Zuli de la Rose yes Zuli de la Rose I yeah. can never say anything also known as um, the Crenshaw proletariat yes um, she actually did that photo we have more photos that we haven't shared so many photos. so many but we love this photo we love Zuli she's so amazing she's a Libra she did our photos yeah. she's super down she's amazing follow her if you want a photo shoot or something you need hit something for a project hit her up she takes bomb ass photos and she has a portfolio portfolio online that you can also look at yeah um, so thank you, Yara Simon, for reaching, reaching out. out. And our rompers that everybody was talking yes. about, our platano print rompers, are of course designed and made by the one and only La um, Unica. La Zaira yes. Kelly. So if you like those rompers, she has other rompers and clothes, leggings, yeah. dresses. She has. We were really torn between because she has this exact same romper but with empanadas. Right. And we were torn. Like, do we want platanos or do we want empanadas? Yeah. And we, of course, we went with the platanos, but so many good prints, so many great merch that she has, so support. Um, And then, you know, shout out to our faves that were on the list, like Bitter Brown Femmes, Anzal Doing It, Café Con Chisme, Super Mamas, Jotos y Recuerdos, and other other dope femme-driven podcasts. Um, And then that night, we or the following day we went to celebrate with Anzal doing it and Café Con Chisme because we were super excited. We and, were so excited. And it's we it's an accomplishment, I we feel. Had to, we had to go have a drink. <laughs> we did. We had to drink to it. We and did. we did. And it was super cute. <laughs> it was super cute. We had a great time with all of them. So thank you to Remezcla, to Yara, um, Zuli, Saira for... Mm-hmm. Ev- it was a team, a team effort. Yes, and, to, <laughs> and our listeners. And to the person that put the article together, together <laughs> Manuel Betancourt. Oh my God. So tell me why I sent the article. I was all excited about our Remezcla feature. So I sent it to my family in our group chat, uh-huh. right? And I was like, oh my God, look, check out Locatora, check uh-huh. out the podcast. So no one in my family replied. <laughs> no one said anything to me at all. And then my dad, like, made dinner. And so to the group chat, the next 
text after my link to our Remesla article. Nothing else. He starts sending pictures of like the food that he made that night. He's like, hey, I made this if anyone wants to come have dinner. And then I asked my mom in person. I was like, hey, did you see the article? Because now I'm like, wait, why isn't anybody saying yeah. anything? I was like, mom, did you see our article? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw you had sent it to us. And she goes, who wrote it? He lo- he seems very handsome. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> the so writer. Funny. That's hilarious. I'm like, like, OK. More importantly, who wrote it? But who wrote it? He seems cute. That's funny. I love it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. thank you again. Thank you. And then this is the very first time we're talking about it, but we're actually launching a Patreon. And as you listen, this will be available. So we're launching it at the exact same time as this capitulo is live. So we created a Patreon. We have different incentives for our locamores. And yeah. we want to read them to y'all and talk about it. Because they're really, really they're cute. They're really cute. So our first tier is two dollars and it's standard our locamor and then the next one my lad <laughs> well we and also we came up with these like tears um yesterday yeah and we're really proud of them um especially the names that we've get, given to them so the next one is la traviesa no the next one is la oh la chula, chula. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm getting ahead of myself the next one is la chula and then La Traviesa. La Muy Muy. La Mas Fina. La Mera Mera. Yeah. And that's the final one. That's the final one. And then each tier has different incentives, which y'all can read about. And, you know, our locamores have asked different ways that they can support us. And this was one way that y'all can help in the production of the podcast because y'all know that you're an essential part of us even creating. So yeah. if, you, if it's available to you, if you can... Uh, donate that would be amazing if not that's totally cool if you want to go ahead and share it that'd be awesome as well yeah and you know we we really did want to come out with like the patreon and and put other stuff out there Mm -hmm. besides our twice a month right like episodes because we really have had listeners like dming us Mm -hmm. commenting on stuff asking like how can we support like where can we send our support Mm -hmm. we even if we want to contribute money if we want to send you stuff people so we decided okay people are asking for it so this is one way that we can like provide additional content yeah you know um people have asked about a p.o box that's something we've talked about in the future Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I think it's it's also a good way for us to push ourselves to be creating more. Yes. And this is a really great incentive and a goal for us. So we're really excited to be launching this Patreon. So hopefully, like, you guys like the incentives yeah. and what we're doing and you want to support. So, yeah. yeah. And give us feedback. Let yeah. us know what you think. Yeah, if you're like, this is a terrible idea. Right. Let and us then, know. In addition to the Patreon, we also put out um, our Venmo. Yeah, so we did. So we have our Venmo. So that's like, you know, if you don't want to, like really be committed and contributing like yeah. month to month but you want to like say maybe we have some merch mm-hmm. that we're going to be selling we might do that through the venmo if you just want to show us some love and mm-hmm. send us a little something a little mm-hmm. gift that's where you can do that yeah so i i want to thank the the folks that have already donated to the venmo yes um, already yeah so much appreciation and love to y'all for donating um, and writing us cute little messages along with your donation. So know that we value you. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, So with that, I think we're actually going to go into a song break early. Oh, yeah. Because we have a lot of content for today. Podcasteras Peligrosas.
we're back all right so let's get into our main content. our main our main La carne, as exactly <laughs> the meat, the meat. <laughs> this has been like obviously like the entire year has been a whirlwind and there's always a crisis mm-hmm. and some blow up some scandal something going on right and most recently what's really just shaken up um hollywood all over the news, all over media has been, you know, the sexual abuses and harassment committed by Harvey Weinstein. Right. And all of that, his decades of harassing and assaulting and abusing women in Hollywood now Mm -hmm. being exposed, finally, publicly. Right. Something that the industry has known about, has talked about, rumored, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, obviously for somebody of that big, Right. right for these hundreds of cases to never really make it publicly he had people helping him to cover it oh, up right of course. but now it's it's all been exposed yeah i mean men like ben affleck and matt damon like were also you know outed yeah in the process of them basically lending their voice and speaking out against Harvey Weinstein. Then all these other people came out of the woodwork and they were like, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, the word I'm looking for, I was looking for is like, they were accomplices as well. Because how many of these men knew what was going on, but were like, no, this doesn't concern me, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody that worked around Weinstein, Mm -hmm. next to him, over him, under him. I mean, it's it goes back to the not all men, and yeah. it's like, well, that's not my problem. I didn't mm-hmm. do it. I think it also ties into what we've talked about in this in this on the show before with uh, Cristiano Chisme is ethical chisme. Yep. Right. So it's like an unspoken thing of how do the, how did these women keep each other safe, and were they letting each other know like, hey, did 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 you work with him? Did something happen? Are you okay? Type of thing. Right. What, what we're hearing from a lot of the different actresses is there really was this sort of unspoken rule, yeah. like don't take a meeting alone with Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because we've heard these horror stories and we mm-hmm. know that this can happen. And right. And so what what we've seen from this Harvey Weinstein um, case is that there was a hashtag that came out of it, right? So had the hashtag me too. Yes. Um, and I, I also wanted to give some some history that um, a black woman named Tarana Burke created a nonprofit that helps victims of sexual harassment and assault. So she wanted to give resources to survivors, especially resources that she didn't see were available or that were available to her. Right. And she named her movement Me Too. Right. So also giving her credit to to the Me Too, Me. To hashtag. Yeah. Right? And I read, you know, this article. They had interviewed her and um, on CNN.com, this piece came out about Tarana Burke and the origins right. of the Me Too campaign. And she talks about, you know, being a camp counselor mm-hmm. and having a young girl um, come up to her and disclose really horrific details of mm-hmm. like the child sexual abuse she was experiencing. And at the time, Tarana Burke, not knowing what to say or how to respond and not feeling equipped to help this young girl and instead telling her, you know, I don't think I can help you. Maybe I can redirect you to a different counselor. Right. And how, and Toronto Burke talks about in the CNN article, how that moment really haunted her, you know, and why couldn't she muster up the, a response for her or muster up the courage to say, well, me too, honey. Mm -hmm. It's not just you, me too. And like uh, the me too, uh, movement being a conversation between survivors. I've heard Toronto Burke talk about that Mm -hmm. being her intention, Mm -hmm. you know, like a solidarity movement. Right, right. And, and then, so we can see that, how that was happening online, right? Like virtually, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. folks, survivors connecting with each other with the hashtag me too. Right. 
And um, I think that what we wanted to do in talking about Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to give the general overview of what's yes. going on, but we want to give our own perspective and our own take, right? Yes. And of course, you know, we record here in LA. We're both like born and raised in Los Angeles. Um, Hollywood is a big part of LA, although there are so many different parts of LA. Right. And for every Harvey Weinstein, for every, um, you know, Dr. Luke, for every producer, mm-hmm. media mogul who has assaulted and harassed high powered, wealthy white women who are actresses and singers and artists who have teams of attorneys, those same men also have access to lots of other types of women, yes. right? So we hear, we're hearing a lot in the Weinstein situation from white actresses, mm-hmm. right? Even the likes of Angelina Jolie, like big names. Right, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. And um, what we haven't really heard from are women of color. Right. Both who are working as actresses and otherwise, who these men would have proximity to. Mm-hmm. And it was just recently, actually, that Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. came out with an op-ed that she wrote um, talking about what she experienced with Harvey Weinstein and that she, too, had been sexually harassed by him right. and made very uncomfortable. So she wrote an op-ed um, for the New York Times, and I would really encourage you to check it out and read her words. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was an experience she had um, while she was still a student at the Yale School of Drama, so yes. before her career really even took off. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why she was really you know, scared about dealing with him or talking about him was because he had made a comment to her that, you know, I'm sure you'll be fine, but I don't know if your career will be fine, right? If she's, she wasn't willing to engage with him in like this inappropriate behavior. Right, right. And that's the fear, I think, uh, in, in any position, like as a survivor, you wonder what's going to happen when you reveal who the perpetrator is, right? Exactly. Especially if this person is, is in a position of power as a professor, a teacher, some type of person in the community that has like all this quote respect so there's always that fear of like well is anyone even going to believe me and then what's going to happen to me when all of my shit is out there exactly so we're not hearing from women of color because you know clearly women of color as far as hierarchies goes are much lower on the totem pole than white women Mm -hmm. um and I also want us to talk about, you know, being from L.A., growing up in L.A., Latinos, the Latinx community, we have a lot of proximity to Hollywood. We have a lot of interaction with Hollywood, not necessarily um, as decision makers or power players or owners of companies. Um, And they're really, but we exist in a lot of ways, like doing like, you need to think of the fact that wealthy people on the west side that actors and actresses have teams and throngs of gardeners Mm -hmm. of domestic help of nannies of maids they don't raise their own kids right right so you can bet that for every harvey weinstein how many women of color Mm -hmm. were around him all those years working in his home working in his offices Mm -hmm. janitors Mm -hmm. who tend to be women yes women of color undocumented women Mm -hmm. right and how many of them have experienced abuse right. from these executives and they really will never be able to talk about what happened to them. We mm-hmm. really will never hear their stories. Right. Yeah. You, yeah, you bring a really great point. Um, so what, so what does it mean when you're essentially voiceless, right? Right. So who gets to hear your story? Who get, who do you get to tell 
when you're so low on the the totem pole like you said in the hierarchy we're talking about race and then we're also talking about class yeah right and gender absolutely so so what resources the do you trifecta. have exactly and the reason why you know i want us to imagine and consider the very high likelihood that you know women of color employed by these men especially at even at the lowest levels as as far as power recognition mm -hmm. social capital mm -hmm. as domestic helpers as as janitors um is because there is a history a very long history a, a reality of women working in those positions mm -hmm. being raped by the men that are employing them yes. being harassed by the families that employ them mm -hmm. there's a very long history that includes a history of uh, you know the institution of american slavery right. in the united states and how sexual violence was a very real everyday part mm -hmm. of slavery of the institution right and it's something that we have seen historical examples of men in power having inappropriate relationships with the women employed in their homes yes. right and we do have an example we do have an example so was this what the early 2000s um, I, it's been a while it's been a while um i'm sure y'all remember arnold schwarzenegger and his whole scandal escandalo yes that was a real escandal it was a real scandal and even when doing the research for this capitulo so if y'all remember or if you don't remember let me refresh your memory mm -hmm. so he had a domestic worker housekeeper she lived there um her name is mildred Vienna, and she um had his baby essentially not yeah. essentially actually she gave <laughs> she, birth, she gave to, birth his to his child and when doing the research come, come i came to find out that she was pregnant at the same time that maria shriver his wife was pregnant with their youngest child so at the exact same time mm -hmm. these two women living under the same house were pregnant with the same man's child mm -hmm. right um so i mean and maria shriver had no idea maria shriver had no idea and like you know we can talk about consent and we can talk about you know it was a consensual relationship maybe it is maybe it was maybe it wasn't but when there's that type of power dynamic you have to wonder like yes. was this actually consensual right yeah could she have lost her job had she said no exactly right so th there's was she pressured was she pressured she she was also married mm -hmm. and i i don't know if this was her first child i think it was um, but that was a really big deal. That was a really big scandal, right? So this is that was one of the ones that came to light, yeah. right? It was revealed. And and I do want to also point out that anytime you have a story break out in the news about a man in a position of power and like inappropriate or downright violent or abusive like sexual activity, it's always framed as a scandal. Yes. Everything is a scandal and mm -hmm. it's like a euphemism to yes. kind of neutralize the power imbalance mm -hmm. and to make it seem like, well, nope, these are just two mm -hmm. people acting out and being, you know, wild, right. yeah. you know, and cheating on, on, on everybody. But like they describe Harvey Weinstein as the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Right. We're talking about literal sexual assault. Exactly. And and there was also it was so frustrating to to then he, I think he started claiming that he was a sex addict. So he had to go to Ugh. rehab. So no, I'm not a sexual predator. He has a problem. I'm not a rapist. I have a an addiction. Yeah. No. No. It's not the same it's thing. It's not the same thing at all. And it's a cop out. It's a cop out. Right. It's a cop out. And so again, anytime we hear like stories about women being villainized mm -hmm. right because of their affairs with men in high places yes. when women and sex 
and the word scandal are mm-hmm. in the news. I have to ask, what really is going on exactly. there? Is there a power imbalance here? Because mm-hmm. usually there is. Usually there is. Yeah. And not only that, but there's like personal stories, right? Mm-hmm. Being from LA, for example. Yes. So like in my family, like my grandmother, when she came to the United States, she was 16 and almost right away she was working she was working like raising kids and working as a nanny as Mm -hmm. a domestic worker on the west side in homes in beverly hills she was working for the families of actors and actresses which uh, that's not uncommon a lot of latinos are working for people in media people in the industry it's like almost all of us probably know somebody who works like for a family it's like latinos are not in the media but they're in the background yes they're they're raising these families while these white people get to go fucking build an empire yeah but they're the ones raising the families yeah so they're very much moving the pieces in the family life oh yeah oh yeah and like that's why like donald trump talking about how his kids are such a good reflection of him because he did such a great job raising them he didn't raise those kids Mm -mm. and neither did their mothers those kids were most likely raised by by women of color immigrant women of color Mm -hmm. and so my grandmother in working in these homes you know that were like hollywood homes she you know and like grandmothers have this way of kind of like telling stories of intense trauma but just kind of like mumbled under their breath right just as an aside yeah you know they're not by the way by the way and then this happened to me I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But throughout my life, my grandmother has sprinkled in just like little tidbits here and there of this boss, this employer, this man who works in Hollywood, touching her inappropriately mm-hmm. and her having to swat his hand off of her. And mm-hmm. finally, she elbows him in the crotch because he won't stop yeah. massaging her shoulders or another employer getting really jealous that she was going to go out to dinner with somebody and he hosed her down in the front yard and just like all the or like i think that she had got hit a couple of different times Mm -hmm. um i have a family friend that i grew up with this girl and her mother is from mexico city and her mother was employed by the hiltons oh paris and nikki's family and her situation the cheesement is that the mean one was Mrs. Hilton mm, because yep. homegirl, my friend's mom, was like young, early 20s, yes. this beautiful Mexicana, brown skin, curly hair, mm-hmm. a beautiful woman. And she was a, she, this lady did not like her right. and was not very nice to her. So we have hella, like, if you yeah. want to know about Hollywood <laughs> families, I suggest find out who works for them right. because we're going to have the tea. Well, this is also a good a good um, transition into a topic that we were talking about Mala and I was about the show Devious Maids and mm. if y'all remember when this came out Eva, Lang- Eva Longoria is like one of the creators, producers, whatever. And um, there was a lot of controversy because folks were upset that there was going to be a show created about maids. Like, and Latinas, yeah. Right, so another trope, right? Another stereotype that we're more, blah, 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 all this stuff. And there's so many nuances and a lot of different ways that you can look at this. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. Right now, what we're going to talk about how in the show, like if you've seen, I've watched a few seasons. I like to be critical mm-hmm. and see what's out there. So I've watched a few of the seasons and I think that whatever opinion you may have, it does show the sexual violence, the harassment that the white men that are the rich ones, that are powerful, that have these mansions in Beverly Hills and their wives yep. also mistreating the quote maids, exactly. right? The sexy Latinas in the sexy maid 
outfits, uniforms, whatever. Right. And like this type of voyeurism of like the the men watching while they're like dusting and cleaning, mm-hmm. or even like filming them and they don't know, right? So all these different things are portrayed. And listening to you talk about your grandma Nacha and the other women that you've heard experience the other women that women that have experienced it i was also thinking about the show and how it does bring that to light in some way you know and of course not in the same way it's like definitely it's fucking tv exactly it's you know so it's definitely trivialized in a way or maybe downplayed yeah um but it is there yeah right so and i think that that's one way that we can even see the show and like that it kind of it, it it gave power to that in a way power you know to that I mean? narrative exactly or it kind of gave yeah. light to that narrative exactly because i think right this and we were talking about this why is there such this cultural why culturally do we have the existence of like the idea of like the sexy maid costume right. the sexy french maid right mm-hmm. when we know that like when we're talking about domestic help of a large percentage of those women are gonna be like older women Mm -hmm. you know undocumented women like senoras a lot of times women Mm -hmm. of color who have families and that's like really difficult physical labor Mm -hmm. there's really nothing sexy about it right but where has that sexualization come from Mm -hmm. right we know that like there's a lot of mujeres who work as janitors who have organized Mm -hmm. against the prevalence of rape of janitors Mm -hmm. on the night shift right right there is a historical linkage between women working Mm -hmm. women cleaning women working in homes Mm -hmm. and being sexually assaulted yeah right so we see this cultural phenomenon of sexualizing the maid well that's coming from a history of violence sexual Mm -hmm. violence towards the maid right and like colonial violence as well Mm -hmm. if we're talking about u.s slavery as well absolutely right that sexual assault lineage sexual assault was a mechanism a driving mechanism of enslavement right you know i mean i'm i'm positive that there probably is also a history of if we talk about like spanish portuguese colonization Mm -hmm. of native peoples and forcing native peoples into these roles Mm -hmm. and the sexual violence perpetrated against native peoples who are now working in homes of of spaniards of colonizers of europeans it makes me think of this one scene in caramelo um uh, by sandra cisneros which is a kind of a subtle scene Mm -hmm. but this conversation just kind of like brings me to it yeah and you know there's this discussion of you know celaya her grandmother in mexico city right when she was a young girl she was a teenager and she was kind of hired out to this wealthy mexican or this middle class mexican family who lived in mexico city and so the young woman kind of lives like in the servants quarters like in the pantry and the young man of the family um you know who's very attractive mm-hmm. he starts sneaking into her room at night and mm-hmm. he starts sleeping with her right and so it's supposed right. to be a love story right about how she this poor girl you know from the campo ends up marrying this this young man who's weller off because she started working for his family Mm -hmm. and there's a line in there about how his parents you know they kind of knew what was going on or they would kind of catch him sneaking into her room but they wouldn't say anything to Mm -hmm. him and there's a line in caramelo that says you know it's kind of just assumed that he has a right to Mm -hmm. the to the girl who works in the house right right and that's that dynamic again Mm -hmm. that the, the woman working in the home as a servant, as a domestic worker, that her body is also, like, up for consumption. Right. You know? Right. The, the men have access to it. Exactly. A right to her. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we can see this, like, 
there's this like fascination, this fetishization of like sexual assault in the media. Oh yeah. Like in in film, in TV shows. Like oh this my God. is there's so like as as you're speaking and as you're you're talking about Caramelo, I'm thinking of all these scenes of like of this actually happening, right? Of the this man in the house sexually assaulting a domestic worker mm-hmm. right we've seen this in tv shows we've seen this in movies well where does that come from exactly exactly there's that historical root mm-hmm. and it's also just so wild because you can think about the fact that we've talked about this before on the podcast is that the most dangerous place for you as a woman is probably you know in your own home right because the person most likely to hurt you to harm you to abuse you is someone that you know yes it's a family member it's a friend it's someone you're in a relationship with so home itself can be a very dangerous place Mm -hmm. but 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 work can also be a dangerous place right? right because women get harassed and assaulted at work all the time right so now with like at home care attendants mm-hmm. nannies maids caregivers not only mm-hmm. is your home potentially dangerous you don't know what you're dealing with at home work is also dangerous but you literally work in someone else's home right you and know then, and the levels right and then if you also live where you work right there are mm. many housekeepers nannies that live on site on site so then, what you don't? Do you have a safe home? No. No. And where you, is your safe space? Your safe place as a woman of color, as a low-income woman of color? Where quite, do you go? Quite possibly undocumented. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, a lot of very wealthy people have mm-hmm. like still like servants' quarters essentially. Yeah. And their people live on the property, and mm-hmm. they're there constantly. So yes. that means that they have access to them. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, there's just so much like that goes into it. Um, and I really wonder if we will ever hear about right. those stories and those mm-hmm. women because I guarantee they're there. I yeah, know that they're absolutely there. Absolutely, they have there. to be. Mm-hmm. They've always been there. Yes, and we know that women of color face sexual violence at a higher rate than white women do. We know that statistically. Statistically, yes, absolutely. Uh, especially um, Native women and Black women. Yes. Um, very, very high rates of sexual violence um, and l- less access to help mm-hmm. and to resources. Absolutely. Which is just that double bind, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like on a different note, but of course still related to this whole, you know, hashtag me too. Like I just want to say like for any survivor that felt like they didn't want to share their story, that's completely okay. Oh yeah. Nobody is entitled to that. I know me on a personal level, like I really wanted to engage in the Me Too hashtag, but anytime I went to write something, I couldn't. Like, yeah. I, nothing could would come out of me, and I felt like, I can't do this. This is just too much. Sure. You know? So it's like, if you were feeling that way, that's completely valid, and I hope you took care of yourself. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of social pressure to publicly respond to every yeah. single new wave, mm-hmm. every new crash of news, yeah. every new crisis. Listen, tomorrow there will be another crisis. Mm-hmm. There will be another call to action. Yes. Every day there's going to be something different. It mm-hmm. is literally a never-ending loop yeah. of, of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And I know that I cannot respond to everything. No. I can't. It's impossible. I can't. And so, like, don't also don't feel guilty or don't feel that mm-hmm. pressure that yeah. I have to perform a response yeah, right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and I think at, at some point you could people kind of also expect you to write something or to publicly say something yeah to have a take i know even my mom asked me if i like shared a a me too story and i was like no (laughs) right i I, no, i don't want to right i don't want to no because then i'm like okay well which one 
Yeah. No. I also just am so hesitant to put out that type of information about myself mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. On a hashtag, which is e- easily searchable. Mm-hmm. It's based because hashtags are really great for, you know, connecting people and ideas and connecting a conversation. Yeah. And, and getting a movement started. But mm-hmm. a hashtag is also sort of like a database where yeah. you click on it and you see everybody who mm-hmm. has contributed Mm -hmm. and do I necessarily want because we know that there are very violent people on the internet we know about the 4chan and the reddit we know about the alt-right and the white supremacists Mm -hmm. who are very much online who have a lot of protection and actually help from platforms like twitter like facebook to be abusive and their their accounts don't get taken down do I knowing those people are out there and they're active do I necessarily want to put myself out there like that no I don't yeah yeah, and you know, I, I think ultimately, like, it's up to you. I know there were a mm-hmm. lot of folks that really connected and really felt empowered through the hashtag. And yeah. if that's how it was for you, more power to you. you yeah. Know, if that's what you feel like you needed to, to heal or, or, yeah, continue to heal in your healing process, like, that's amazing. Good for you. To each their own. To each their own, At for the sure. end of the day, like, for survivors, it really is to each their own. Yes. That's all. What works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much again for listening, Locamores. Yes, thank you for tuning in. We have some closing out business housekeeping that we need to do. We have some housekeeping. Um, So, as always, social media. Follow us on IG, Twitter, Facebook. We're Locatora Radio. Um, And we have, we want to announce that we actually have a new host so a new place for y'all to listen to is audio boom mm-hmm. audio boom is super great it's free listening um you can there's an app for it you can download the app it's a really it's i would say it's easier because it's specifically for podcasts it's easier to tune in than yeah. on soundcloud however we will still be on soundcloud so whatever you know works best for you whatever you like more um will be on both audio boom and soundcloud so you can just listen to us like yes. over and over again on yes. every platform. You can stream us on multiple platforms at the same time <laughs> if you really want to. <laughs> yes. And then we also, like we were talking about, we have our Venmo now and it's just at locatora-radio and our Patreon. And where can they find us on Patreon? So for our Patreon, we are just patreon.com slash locatora underscore radio. So if you're interested in more content from us, Mm -hmm. because we're putting out more content on the Patreon that will not be at all on the regular twice monthly capitulos, right? So this is like, it's almost like a whole different podcast Mm -hmm. when we think about how much we're going to be putting onto the Patreon. It's, it's very different. Yeah. And we're really excited about it. We're super excited. This has been in the works for a while. We finally like were able to just really sit down and do it. Sit down and do it. So we're super excited. We hope y'all like it. Yeah. And then finally, um, we have a busy month ahead of us, but we're super, super excited to be participating in the first ever Podcasterio Fest, a Latinx digital media experience. We're super excited. Yeah, and Podcasterio Fest, um, it was actually created for the purpose of amplifying Latinx voices of the podcast world and as a space for the community to discuss the visibility and invisibility of Latinx digital content creators. Yeah, and you know, registration is now open. It's free. It's going to be um, Sunday, November 19th at Plaza de la Cultura y Artes in downtown LA. It's a free event and it's open to the public. 
And uh, you know, this is a Latinx digital media experience. It's presented by Molcajete Dominguero. Um, and if you want more information about Por Porcasterio Fest um, and Molcajete Dominguero, you can follow them on Instagram at Porcasterio Fest and at Molcajete Dominguero. Yeah, we're super excited. Sunday, November 19th, we will be there. We will have merchandise. We'll have merch. We'll, we'll be have tabling. A table. Take pictures with us. We might be speaking on a panel. Yeah, TBD. But just come out. Come out anyway. Come be out. Be cute with us. November 19th, um, Plaza de Cultura y Artes, downtown LA. Yeah. Come meet us. We end up meeting our, our listeners out in public, like yeah. when we're out and about. Randomly. Randomly. It's always very, very cute. It's so cute. So this is like, if you're really into podcasts... <laughs> I think this is your event. This is your event because, especially if you follow the Latinx podcast, because they will basically all be there. Like everybody, basically. <laughs> people one, are flying in. In one central location. Right? Aren't people, people flying are in? People are flying in, yeah. So, uh, yeah. come so, through. Yeah. Come through, come through, come through. Yeah, thank you again for tuning in, Locamores. As always, we're super grateful to be here and that you're listening. Thank you for the love. This has been another capítulo of Locatora Radio, our radiophonic novela, another installment of Brown Girl Hour. Besitos! There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most... State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.